The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Patrick Madrid would say it's Taco Tuesday and that's a good thing, but better yet, it's Tuesday Good News Day. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Tuesday, June 21st, 2022, Tuesday of the 12th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the Memorial of St. Aloysius Gonzaga. Born in 1568 in Italy, his first words were the holy names of Jesus and Mary. By the age of nine, he had decided to enter a religious life. St. Charles Borromeo gave him his first Holy Communion. A kidney disease prevented a full social life for Aloysius for a while, so he spent his time in prayer and reading the lives of the saints. When he was 18, he joined the Jesuits. He served in a hospital during the plague of 1587 in Milan and died from it at the age of 23 after receiving last rites from St. Robert Bellarmine. The last word he spoke was the holy name of Jesus. St. Aloysius Gonzaga died in 1591. St. Aloysius, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I adore you and I love you with all my heart. I thank you for having created me, made me a Christian, and preserve me this night. I offer you the actions of this day. Grant that all of them may be in accordance with your holy will and for your greater glory. Protect me from sin and from all evil. Let your grace be always with me and with all my dear ones. Amen. We join Pope Francis in praying for Christian families around the world. May they embody and experience unconditional love and advance in holiness in their daily lives. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you hear, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Today, Jesus, we read from the Sermon of the Mount. You remember, chapters 5, 6 and 7 of Saint Matthew. Your longest sermon in the Gospels, Jesus. Where you taught the tenets of Christian behaviour, the Beatitudes, the Lord's Prayer. And today, in chapter 7, you teach, in verse 12, the golden rule. Whatever you wish that men do to you, do so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Then the narrow gate, verse 13, the wrong path. Enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. And verse 14, 
the right path. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Now for some it can sound like a threat. They watch out. Many are taking the wrong path to destruction. But for your friends, Jesus, it is more like a warning. Like a dad saying to his child, Careful now, this is slippery. Or hold my hand across the road. The gate is narrow. This is your teaching. And there is no way we can change the width of the gate. And the way is hard, and there is no way we can change it. When we evangelize, when we try to bring people to you, Jesus, sometimes we can fall into the temptation of making it more attractive by trying to widen the gate <laughs> or turn the path downhill. But the teaching is clear. If they offer you an easy way, it is not the way. If they show you a wide gate, it is not the gate you're looking for. It doesn't help anybody to try to delude people, to persuade them, to entice those looking for happiness and bring them around with deception, promising that following Jesus is not hard, that the gate, well, is not that narrow, that the cross is not heavy, that we can take it with aspirin and ibuprofen. <laughs> that is misleading, leading people to the wrong gate. I always find it amusing when we adapt challenges to kindergarten level. When on school sports day, you see four and five-year-old children running their marathon. <laughs> they call it marathon. But because they are little children, their marathon is not 26 miles, but 26 yards. <laughs> okay, I understand that it is a game and that the medal is a plastic medal. <laughs> but the marathon is a race with a very specific distance. If you change the distance, it is not a marathon. Some people say that anyone can run a marathon, including one of our American preachers. <laughs> but there are two ways to make everyone run a marathon. The first way, very effective, would be to reduce the distance of the marathon. Run all you can, and we call that marathon. What is a marathon for me may not be a marathon for you. Do you recognize the world's arguments here? And the second way, the proper way, would be to offer people personal training. Do you want to run a marathon? Okay. Let's start running five minutes every day. We will lose some weight, we will get in good shape, develop the right muscles. We may have to change diet as well and training plan and go with them for our daily run and motivate them and help them and support them. And in a few months, sure enough, they are ready to run the marathon. Jesus, when you told us that the path is hard and the gate is narrow, you didn't give permission to your church to change the width of the gate. But you taught us that we were made for it. 
We can do it. I don't know if anyone can run a marathon, but every single one can walk the hard path. They can pass through the narrow gates. And with Saint-Louis-Marie de Montfort, I would add, this is a statement that I would gladly sign with my blood. So I don't know if you can run a marathon, but you were made for holiness. Imagine this. Imagine that when you were eight years old, someone came and told you, listen, I am a tennis coach. I have been training athletes for more than 50 years and have devised the algorithm that spots the best athletes in the world. I have studied you and found out that you have more qualities for speed than Usain Bolt, and more heart resistance than Ironman, and a higher pain threshold and more capacity for recovery. You have a better tennis physique than Nadal and Federer when they were your age. There's no doubt you have the most perfect body in history for tennis. Wow. What would you do? Well, depends on whether you like tennis or not. <laughs> but you could never claim that you weren't a tennis player because you didn't have what it takes. You just didn't make the effort. The gate is narrow and the path is hard. But get this, you were designed by God for that gate and for that path. You are perfect for holiness. You are better matched for holiness than Messi for football and Kobe Bryant for basketball and Nadal for tennis and Phelps for swimming. Put it another way, you have all it takes to be a great saint. Let me repeat that. You have everything you need to be a great saint. There is no excuse. Well, actually there is. <laughs> That's a problem. There are as many excuses as you want to make up. It is not a problem that the gate is narrow or the path is hard. No more than a net in the middle of the court is a problem for a tennis player. That's the essence of it. And you were made for it. Mary, my Immaculate Mother, guide me along the hard path. It won't be that hard if I walk with you and if I bring along as many as I can. I'm not sure if anyone can run a marathon, but I know everyone can pass through the narrow gate. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 minutes past the hour, and this is Daybreak.
It's daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on the memorial of St. Aloysius Gonzaga. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. And the liturgical day begins. We join the whole church in prayer. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And And my my mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Go within his gates, giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Indeed, how good is the Lord. Eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. I come to you. Do not hide your face from me. Lord, Lord, let my my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me. O Lord, listen to my prayer, and let my cry for help reach you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Turn your ear towards me, and answer me quickly when I call. For my days are vanishing like smoke. My bones burn away like a fire. 
My heart is withered like the grass. I forget to eat my bread. I cry with all my strength, and my skin clings to my bones. I have become like a pelican in the wilderness, like an owl in desolate places. I lie awake, and I moan like some lonely bird on a roof. All day long my foes revile me, those who hate me. Use my name as a curse. The bread I eat is ashes. My drink is mingled with tears. In your anger, Lord, and your fury, you have lifted me up and thrown me down. My days are like a passing shadow, and I wither away like the grass. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me. Be attentive, Lord, to the prayer of the helpless. Be attentive, Lord, to the prayer of the helpless. But you, O Lord, will endure forever and your name from age to age. You will arise and have mercy on Zion, for this is the time to have mercy. Yes, the the time appointed has come, for your servants love her very stones, are moved with pity even for her dust. The nations shall fear the name of the Lord, and all the earth's kings your glory when the Lord shall build up Zion again and appear in all his glory. Then he will turn to the prayers of the helpless. He will not despise their prayers. Let this be written for ages to come, that a people yet unborn may praise the Lord. For the Lord leaned down from his sanctuary on high. He looked down from heaven to the earth that he might hear the groans of the prisoners and free those condemned to die. The sons of your servants shall dwell untroubled, and their race shall endure for before you, that the name of the Lord may be proclaimed in Zion and his praises in the heart of Jerusalem, when the peoples and kingdoms are gathered together to pay their homage to the Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was in the beginning, is now, and will will be forever. Amen. Be attentive, Lord, to the prayer of the helpless. You, O Lord, established the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. You, O Lord, established the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. He has broken my strength in mid-course. He has shortened the days of my life. I say to God, Do not take me away before my days are complete, you whose days last from age to age. Long ago you founded the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like clothes that are changed. 
but you neither change nor have an end. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, you live in the hearts of your saints, and so have built up Zion. May you always show your greatness through their good works. You, O Lord, establish the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. The Lord led this holy man along a sure path. He showed him the kingdom of God. From the first book of Samuel. When David returned from slaying the Philistine, Abner took him and presented him to Saul. David was still holding the Philistine's head. Saul then asked him, Whose son are you, young man? David replied, I am the son of your servant, Jesse of Bethlehem. By the time David finished speaking with Saul, Jonathan had become as fond of David as if his life depended on him. He loved him as he loved himself. Saul laid claim to David that day and did not allow him to return to his father's house. And Jonathan entered into a bond with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan divested himself of the mantle he was wearing and gave it to David, along with his military dress and his sword, his bow and his belt. David then carried out successfully every mission on which Saul sent him. So Saul put him in charge of his soldiers, and this was agreeable to the whole army, even to Saul's own officers. At the approach of Saul and David, on David's return after slaying the Philistine, women came out from each of the cities of Israel to meet King Saul, singing and dancing, with tambourines, joyful songs, and sistrums. The women played and sang, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. Saul was very angry and resentful of the song, for he thought, They gave David ten thousands, but only thousands to me. All that remains for him is the kingship. And from that day on, Saul was jealous of David. Now Saul's daughter Michal loved David. And it was reported to Saul, who was pleased at this, for he thought, I will offer her to him to become a snare for him, so that the Philistines may strike him. Thus, for the second time, Saul said to David, You shall become my son-in-law today. Saul then ordered his servants to speak to David privately and to say, The king is fond of you, and all his officers love you. You should become the king's son-in-law. But when Saul's servants mentioned this to David, he said, Do you think it easy to become the king's son-in-law? I am poor and insignificant. When his servants reported to him the nature of David's answer, Saul commanded them to say this to David, The king desires no other price for the bride than the foreskins of one hundred Philistines, that he may thus take vengeance on his enemies. Saul intended in this way to bring about David's death through the Philistines. When the servants reported this offer to David, he was pleased with the prospect of becoming the king's son-in-law, 
Before the year was up, David made preparations and sallied forth with his men and slew two hundred Philistines. He brought back their foreskins and counted them out before the king, that he might thus become the king's son-in-law. So Saul gave him his daughter Michal in marriage. Saul thus came to recognize that the Lord was with David. Besides, his own daughter Michal loved David. Therefore, Saul feared David all the more, and was his enemy ever after. The Philistine chiefs continued to make forays, but each time they took the field, David was more successful against them than any other of Saul's officers, and as a result acquired great fame. Have pity on me, O God, for men trample upon me. All day long they persecute me with their constant attacks. I place my trust in you. For you have rescued my soul from death, and you have kept my feet from stumbling. I place my trust in you. A reading from a letter to his mother by St. Aloysius. May the comfort and grace of the Holy Spirit be yours forever, most honored lady. Your letter found me lingering still in this region of the dead, but now I must rouse myself to make my way on to heaven at last and to praise God forever in the land of the living. Indeed, I had hoped that before this time, my journey there would have been over. If charity, as St. Paul says, means to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who are glad. Then, dearest mother, you shall rejoice exceedingly that God in his grace and his love for you is showing me the path to true happiness and assuring me that I shall never lose him. The divine goodness, most honored lady, is a fathomless and shoreless ocean. And I confess that when I plunge my mind into thought of this, it is carried away by the immensity and feels quite lost and bewildered there. In return for my short and feeble labors, God is calling me to eternal rest. His voice from heaven invites me to the infinite bliss I have sought so languidly and promises me this reward for the tears I have so seldom shed. Take care above all things, most honored lady, not to insult God's boundless loving kindness. You would certainly do this if you mourned as dead one living face to face with God, one whose prayers can bring you in your troubles more powerful aid than they ever could on earth. And our parting will not be for long. We shall see each other again in heaven. We shall be united with our Savior. There we shall praise Him with heart and soul, sing of His mercies forever, and enjoy eternal happiness. When He takes away what He once lent us, His purpose is to store our treasure elsewhere more safely and bestow on us those very blessings that we ourselves would most choose to have. I write all this with the one desire that you and all my family may consider my departure a joy and favor, and that you especially may speed with a mother's blessing my passage across the waters 
till I reach the shore to which all hopes belong. I write the more willingly because I have no clearer way of expressing the love and respect I owe you as your son. You upheld me because of my innocence. You You let let me stand stand in your sight forever. I would rather lie at the threshold of the house of my God than live in the tents of the wicked. You You let let me stand stand in your sight forever. Let us pray. O God, giver of heavenly gifts, who in St. Aloysius Gonzaga joined penitence to a wonderful innocence of life, grant through his merits and intercession that though we have failed to follow him in innocence, we may imitate him in penitence. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 25 minutes before the hour, and we'll check out today's gospel next, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday, June 21st, 2022, the Memorial of St. Aloysius Gonzaga. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord gives a rule that is so simple that he says, this is the law and the prophets. It's from the seventh chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before swine, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. So whatever you wish that men would do to you, do so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide. And the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Now, it might be a result of our fallen nature, but... Regardless of the reason, we have a natural tendency to want to look for the easiest way. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. We show a preference for the broad road, the least uncomfortable way through life, even though it has little to offer us. We choose the wide door, which does not lead to heaven. Frequently, we are overwhelmed by an unruly and temperate desire for material possessions. The path our Lord points out to us is a joyful one, yet at the same time, it is the path of the cross and sacrifice of temperance and mortification. If any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Unless a grain of wheat fall into the earth and die, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. We need to practice the virtue of temperance in this life if we desire to enter into the next life. 
We Christians must live a spirit of detachment in our attitude to the things we possess and use. We must not be unduly concerned about material goods. We should not seek to acquire or hold on to things that are superfluous to our needs. Where necessary, a sign of our rectitude of intention will be the way we live mortification in this area. We cannot be like those people who seem to be dominated by economics. Almost all of their personal and social lives are permeated by a kind of economic mentality. Their objective is the possession of material goods, thinking that with them they can fulfill their longing for happiness. They have a frenzied urge to obtain them and forget all too easily that our life has to be a road that leads to God. It is nothing more than that, a road leading to God. Our Lord warns us, Take heed to yourselves. He tells us, Lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the cares of this life. Let your loins be girded and your lamps be kept burning and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the marriage feast. Along the broad road of ease, comfort, and avoidance of mortification, the graces God gives us shrivel and remain fruitless, like the seed that falls among the thorns. They are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. Sobriety, however, makes it easier for us to approach God. With a pampered and satiated body, the soul is not free to fly high. We must press on towards God, and our only concern need be that we are on the right road. Are we really on the good road, that of sacrifice and penance, joy and dedication to the service of others? Do we make a serious effort to overcome the desires for ease and comfort that constantly allure us? In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Time to pray. We join the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
Sing to you, O Lord, I will learn from you the way of perfection. I will will sing to you, O Lord, I will will learn learn from you the way way of perfection. My song is of mercy and justice. I sing to you, O Lord, I will walk in the way of perfection. Oh, when, Lord, will you come? I will walk with blameless heart within my house. I will not set before my eyes whatever is base. I will hate the ways of the crooked. They shall not be my friends. The false-hearted must keep far away. The wicked I disown. The man who slanders his neighbor in secret I will bring to silence. The man of proud looks and haughty heart, I will never endure. I look to the faithful in the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in the way of perfection shall be my friend. No man who practices deceit shall live within my house. No man who utters lies shall stand before my eyes. Morning by morning, I will silence all the wicked in the land, uprooting from the city of the Lord all who do evil. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, Beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. So that your people may walk in innocence, You came to us, Lord Jesus, and told us to be holy, as your Father is holy. Help your children to love what is truly perfect, so that we may neither speak what is evil, nor do what is wrong. Let us stand in your sight, and celebrate with you the Father's love and justice. I will will sing sing to you, O Lord. Lord. I will will learn learn from from you the way way of perfection. Lord, do not withhold your compassion from us. Lord, do do not withhold your compassion from us. Blessed are you and praiseworthy, O Lord, the God of our fathers, and glorious forever is your name. For you are just in all you have done. All your deeds are faultless, all your ways right, and all your judgments proper. For we have sinned and transgressed by departing from you. 
and we have done every kind of evil. For your name's sake, do not deliver us up forever, or make void your covenant. Do not take away your mercy from us, for the sake of Abraham, your beloved, Isaac, your servant, and Israel, your holy one, to whom you promised to multiply their offspring like the stars of heaven or the sand on the shore of the sea. For we are reduced, O Lord, beyond any other nation, brought low everywhere in the world this day because of our sins. We have in our day no prince, prophet, or leader, no holocaust, sacrifice, oblation, or incense, no place to offer first fruits to find favor with you. But with contrite heart and humble spirit let us be received, as though it were holocausts of rams and bullocks, or thousands of fat lambs. So let our sacrifice be in your presence today as we follow you unreservedly. For those who trust in you cannot be put to shame. And now we follow you with our whole heart. We fear you, and we pray to you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord, do not withhold your compassion from us. O God, I will sing to you a new song. O God, I will sing to you a new song. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my arms for battle, who prepares my hands for war. He is my love, my fortress. He is my stronghold, my savior, my shield my place of refuge. He brings people under my rule. Lord, what is man that you care for him, mortal man that you keep him in mind, man who is merely a breath, whose life fades like a passing shadow? Lower your heavens and come down. Touch the mountains. Breathe them in smoke, flash your lightnings, rout the foe, shoot your arrows and put them to flight. Reach down from heaven and save me. Draw me out of the mighty waters, from the hands of alien foes whose mouths are filled with lies, whose hands are raised in perjury. To you, O God, will I sing a new song. I will play on the ten-stringed harp to you who give kings their victory, who set David, your servant, free. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, God of strength, you gave your Son victory over death, Direct your church's fight against evil in the world. Clothe us with the weapons of light 
and unite us under the one banner of love, that we may receive our eternal reward after the battle of earthly life. O O God, God, I will will sing sing to you you a new song. A reading from the letter to the Romans. Brothers, I beg you, through the mercy of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, your spiritual worship. Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, so that you may judge what is God's will, what is good, pleasing, and perfect. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the depths of his heart, the law of God is his guide. In the the depths depths of of his heart, the the law law of God God is his guide. He will never lose his way. The law law of of God God is is his guide. guide. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. In the the depths depths of his heart, the law of God is his guide. Whoever does my Father's will, says the Lord, he is my brother, my sister, and my mother. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Whoever does my Father's will, says the Lord, he is my brother, my sister, and my mother. My brothers, let us praise Christ, asking to serve him and to be holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. Let us acclaim him. Lord, you you alone alone are are the the Holy Holy One. One. You desire to experience everything we experience but sin. Have mercy on us, Lord Jesus. Lord, you You alone alone are the the Holy One. You called us to love perfectly. Make us holy, Lord Jesus. Lord, you You alone are are the Holy One. You commissioned us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Let your light shine on us, Lord Jesus. Lord, you You alone alone are are the Holy One. 
you desire to serve, not to be served. Help us, Lord Jesus, to give humble service to you and to our neighbors. Lord, you You alone are are the Holy One. You are in the form of God, sharing in the splendor of the Father. Lord Jesus, let us see the glory of your face. Lord, you alone are the Holy One. Let us again offer our praise to God and pray in the words of Christ. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, giver of heavenly gifts, who in St. Aloysius Gonzaga joined penitence to a wonderful innocence of life, grant through his merits and intercession that though we have failed to follow him in innocence, we may imitate him in penitence. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Tuesday Good News Day begins, and morning air is coming up in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's do this again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. You go out now and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.